Okay, today uh, we're continuing, and I think it, go, it goes right. Like, here's the thing. We have this tension going on right now, um, and we're, 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 we're coming to each service, like, with open arms. We, we've decided that last year. Like, the Lord, through the summer, started to hijack our services, and we wouldn't preach, and we would just bring, the wor- like, bring an offering to the Lord, ministry unto him. And bless his heart through worship. We're open to that. We are in the midst of this series, and if the Lord wants us to continue it, we will. If not, we will cut it. Um, but we felt like the Lord, through some confirmation, say, no, keep going. Because there's this tension of revival birthing from the land right now. There's, there's, what I mean by tension is, like, like here we are talking about Sabbath and being still and, and, and taking rest and, and soaking it in, right? And then at the same time, there's this, there's this love, this fire revival that's happening in the land. So we're like, okay, it's easy to come off course and want to chase after that, but I feel that this is an abiding word to steward the revival that the Lord is bringing. I feel like we stay on this because I believe, like, like l- let me just be honest. Anybody who knows me knows that I go after things hard, fast. Um, there was even a workout over the weekend, uh, CrossFit Open 23.1. And, and any workout, anybody who works out with me knows that I do not know how to pace, I redline every time. They call me all gas, no brakes. They even made me a shirt that says AA Ron, all gas, no brakes. Thanks, Morgan. Okay? So I, I sometimes wear this shirt and I can't pace. And on this workout, um, there was rowing, and I love to row. I'm good at rowing, short distances. This was a little bit longer distance, so I'm like, okay, hold 1400. Don't go past. I was watching Daniel doing it. He was pause pause. I was like, yeah, he's doing it. He's got it. So that you leave gas in the end. When I got saved, I burnt bright, I burnt hard, I burnt fast for Jesus, and then I burned out. We watched Paul Blart Mall Cop over the weekend. One and two. (laughs) By a raise of hands, who has seen Paul Blart Mall Cop? If you haven't, you need to. It's a clean, good movie. I watched it post being saved, and I still think it's clean. So Anyway, all of a sudden he'll be running and he has hypoglycemia and he'll just like face plant. That's me in life. And if you know me, you know it's true. I will run hard. I will go. I will sprint in a workout in life and ministry. And then I crash, right? And that's why I want to like run to this revival. I want to open up the heavens and let the fire be poured out. And I believe that that is happening and it's here and we're in it. But I also believe there is power in the rest and the stewardship and pacing through it so we burn bright without burning out. So we're going to press into this and we're going to keep pressing and we're going to keep teaching into this sabbath series and today the focus is stop if you missed the last couple weeks please go back watch them steve and i did an introduction now we're honing in on the four weeks of stop rest delight and worship ending in a few weeks with a panel discussion um so that being said uh let let me just kind of catch you up to speed here um let, let me just say this the new testament sabbath isn't just about the absence of work it's about the presence of Jesus. So, so it's, not, it's not about, and we touched on this the last couple of weeks, it's not about the love of law, it's about the law of love. And it's not this thing to where you have to do it, and if you don't take a Sabbath and take this day of rest and, and Shabbat, then, then the Lord's not going to love you. No, we're, we're, not, we're not introducing it like that. We're inviting you in on an opportunity to see life a little differently, to maybe have some rest and some tactical pauses as you move forward. Again, it's just like that pacing. It's just like, by the way, I did hold the pace and I did accomplish the goal I wanted to in that workout because I held the pace of what I should have done. Thank you, Lauren. Is she even in here? 
No. Lord, as I hold it, don't go out too hot. She tells me that every single week, and I still do it. So, so anyway, today we're really going to stop about uh, or talk about stopping, and uh, it's kind of like the first of the four parts here, and it's what I'm worst at. Nicole and I, uh, a few weeks ago, we went to uh, my brother and sister-in-law's cabin, and we, we decided to go, I think, two nights. It was kind of like three days, two nights. And, um, and there, it's pretty primitive. You take a generator. Your, your heat is firewood and fire. Um, we brought in our own food, and there's, it's very primitive. We had to bring in our own water, even to flush the toilets, all this stuff, right? So we go, and we're like, let's just take a relaxing. All we had a plan to do was do some worship, communion, play games, take a walk, you know, other things married couples might do. That was the plan, Okay. That's part of delighting. We'll get to that, okay? That's part of Sabbath. Is it okay if we talk about sex occasionally in here? When you're married, it's game on, okay? Okay. Now that everybody's blushing in red, <laughs> Nicole, you walked in at the perfect timing. <laughs> so embarrassing. It was more embarrassing when we did a marriage conference and my in-laws attended that conference and our topic was the topic of sex. And they're at the front table, Anyway, so we get there, and, like, I'm restless. I'm, like, I'm, I'm going and gathering wood. I'm bringing wood in. I, I can't stop. I can't stop. I'm, I'm getting, making sure the buckets are full of water. I'm pacing. I'm literally pacing. And I'm, like, and Nicole's, like, you need to just stop. I was, like, I can't. This is the most uncomfortable thing for me. Now, some of you, the other ones might hit a little harder, but for me, I'm a lean-forward guy. I'm a get-it-done guy. I'm, I'm, I, I thrive on performance, striving, right? So when I learned sonship and the abiding love of Jesus and him as a father and me as a beloved son, I get to rest in his presence. But that hardest thing for me was to receive that and just stop. Anybody else with me? This is teaching us to receive love so that we can give love. Air, anybody, who's flown on an airplane before? Most of you. That, that whole discussion with the seatbelts and the animated hands and all this stuff, right? And the mask will drop down. Please place the mask on yourself before placing it on anybody around you. It's receiving that love so that we can give that love. Freely we receive, freely we give. And if we're empty, if we're too busy, if we're too anxious, we can never give what the Lord's given us because we're just depleted. And our cup's not running over. So this Sabbath thing is about this reset. It's about, it's about recalibrating and being refreshed and receiving his love so that we can breathe in his presence, abide in that, so that we can pour it out. All right, so let's go to some scriptures here. You good with that? Psalms 23. Surprise. You didn't think I'd be in Psalms 23 this week. If you haven't been with us this year, we have been in Psalms 23, I think, at least 90% of these weeks uh, of this new year. So Psalms 23, this is important, and I believe this stands out going into this. The Lord is my, I shall not what? That's the foundation. The Lord's got it all. I have what I need. He gives me my desires as I delight myself in him, right? There's, there's this thing that he is Lord of my life. He is my shepherd. He is my good shepherd. He is my great shepherd, right? We went through that. Now, now listen to this. This is the focus for today. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He lies me beside what? Still waters. I think, I, we don't have the graphic up there, but the graphic for Sabbath is these still waters. It's a lake. And, and it's this thing to where, I want to read that again. He makes me lie down in green pastures. 
let, let me just say it this way. Before restoring our souls, before fearing no evil, before comforting us, before preparing a table for us in the presence of our enemies, before anointing us and before our cup runs over, before goodness, mercy are following us and dwelling in the house of the Lord forever, before any of that, what's he do first? He makes us stop and lie down beside still waters in pastures, in these green pastures, right? Before all of the promise of Psalms 23 is this moment of stop. It's this moment in Psalms 46.10. It's alluding to like war and all these things, right? But it says, be still and know that I'm God. Be still and know he's God. Be still. Like we, 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 we have this, this great commission in us and Steve's amazing at it and helps us to do it with calculated um, tactical purpose, right? But, but it's this thing of like we're really good at go, go in the great commission, making disciples and sharing the gospel. We as, we as believers, charismatic believers, right? Evangelical believers, we're good at that. But I think, at least in my life, what I've been the worst at is being still and taking this day, taking this calculated rest, walking and going from rest. And, and let me tell you, just like that pacing, just like Paul Blart trying to, <laughs> trying to make it, he needs that sugar. <laughs> Such a great movie. We watched both of them this weekend. It's this calculated go because we're going from rest. Let, let me give you two examples in the Bible who kind of failed this miserably. By the way, we're going to put these resource guides um, out on the table outside for you. If you weren't here last week, you didn't receive this. There's a ton of resources on here for Sabbath. What we're pressing into, some books, some podcasts, some reading plans uh, that might help you jump in. How many are giving it an honest effort right now? How many are giving it a try? Good. Yeah, it's going to bless you. It is going to bless you. Now, I want to define, last week we said what it is and what it isn't. It is not sitting around doing nothing. Okay, it's not, it's not this, this lay around. So now, now maybe the first few weeks, Nicole talks about that. Maybe you need that. Maybe there's a week that comes that was just so chaotic through the week. You need just a day of rest. For us, we've learned it's intentional time with each other and the Lord. Yesterday, we worked out, those who wanted to. We are not forcing this on our kids. Yesterday, one of them wasn't, wasn't having it. I hate Sabbath. Do I have to Sabbath? Nope. But we're Sabbathing. And you're not going to cause us to work by whining, complaining, and making messes. Physically and emotionally. So we're resting, but you don't have to. Matter of fact, I, I said, matter of fact, I have a chore list for you if you'd like to go to work. <laughs> I will not say who. But... No chores got done. I did most of them, actually. Um, but it's not this thing of nothing. It's this calculated, intentional use of our time to reset, recalibrate, and spend time with the Lord and family and in community and these things. So here's some practical tips that we're going to give. But first, I want to get through two examples in the Bible. They're both in the Old Testament. The first is Adam and Eve, Genesis 3, 1 through 15. I'm going to paraphrase and paint the picture here and just focus on a couple scriptures. Okay? This is their place in the garden. Before the fall of man, they were actually still called to tend it. Like last week, I said, Sabbath is not uh, working one, resting six. It's still tending. It's still doing things six, resting one. And, and there's still things in there that you can do that bring you delight. Now, let me just tell you this. Like, running doesn't bring me delight. I don't care. Short running, long running, distance running, sprints, shuttle sprints, hate them. Don't like them. All the CrossFit people here know what I'm talking about the last three months. Okay, listen. 
I, I hate it, but Nicole gets delight. It, it would be a dream of hers just to go with no responsibility and run three miles. Let's just lay hands on her and cast that demon. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> That's delight. She can do that. That brings her life. That, that refreshes her soul. That restores her soul. It's not happening with me. So there's these things to where it's not doing nothing. It's, it's doing this delight. So those of you who didn't raise your hands, give it a try in some way or fashion, and you're going to find yourself appreciating the permission to do what you want to do that pleases the Lord in yourself. All right, Genesis 3, 1 through 15. So they're placed in the garden. It's paradise. It's beautiful. They're literally placed in this realm. If you read the end of 2, it's this heaven on earth. They are gifted Eden. They are gifted, and then all of a sudden, the serpent shows up, and he starts questioning them, and they begin to start to question who God is, who their identity is. Let me just say this. When you are so powerful and know who you are and whose you are, ain't nobody going to throw you off track. But there were seeds planted. There were things going on, and all of a sudden, they start to question it. So then all of a sudden, Eve, she gets this fruit. God's like, hey, you can do anything in this garden. Don't eat off of that tree. Okay, Eve got this. That's good English there. She's got this fruit, right? And we want to blame Eve. Where was the husband? Where was Adam? Yeah, he was right there with her. He was right there. So don't, don't get all chauvinistic in here, guys. It, it was us too. We, we had responsibility in this. So anyway, eat, eat the fruit. And then all of a sudden, they, they, they do these things that are just crazy. She says, let, let's actually read it. Um, let's go to verse 10. And he said, so God's looking for them. Can't find them. They put fig leaves on themselves. In verse 10, it says, And he said, I heard the sound of you in the garden, and I was afraid, because I was naked, and I hid myself. They didn't stop. They didn't stop in that moment to realize the gift they had around them and within them and for them. And I think that's the, that's the point of some of this. Like, we don't stop to realize the beauty, the delight, the presence of Jesus around us because we're so busy, we're so focused, we're so busy going to work and getting that promotion or doing this or doing that or going to all of our kids' events and la 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 that we miss the very thing that's in front of us, the Lord himself, in this beautiful atmosphere, in this realm of his spirit and his presence. So then... It says literally that shame came upon them, so they hid themselves. They put fig leaves on them because they were naked and afraid. So he says this. He says, I heard the sound of you in the garden. I was afraid because I was naked, and I hid myself. A couple of things that are happening here when we don't stop, when we are obedient and trusting the Lord in this process, is first off, fear comes in. God never meant for you to walk in fear. He meant for you to walk in peace, right? Second thing is control. They controlled the situation themselves. Ah, we don't know what to do. So now we're going to take control, and, and we're naked, so, so we're going to hide, and we're going we're gonna to put clothes on ourselves. We're going to put fig leaves, and we're going to cover up. Next thing is, then they isolated. They hid. How, how many, like, that's my go-to. If I'm stressed out, if I'm, if I'm just off, if I begin to isolate myself and not walk in community, not walk in the family of God, not walk in this beautiful bride. I began to isolate. Then the next thing was blame. In verse 12 and 13, the man said, the woman who God's asking, like, what happened, guys? First off, he says, where are you? That wasn't a question of position geographically. That was a question of where's your heart? Why'd you do this? 
So we get to this, and he says, The woman whom you gave to be with me, she gave me the fruit of the tree, and I ate it. The man's blaming the woman, right? Then the Lord said to the woman, What is this that you've done? And the woman said, The serpent deceived me, and I ate it. She's blaming the enemy. This is what happens when we walk in sin. We're not walking in the freedom of the cross. We begin to walk in shame. We begin to hide ourselves, take control of the situation, isolate, and then we blame others. Well, they didn't shake my hand at church. They didn't, because last week I defined these things because you're so worn out and you're so emptied out that you're easily offended and you're hypersensitive and the littlest things offend you. And then all of a sudden we have our magnifying glasses on what others are doing or not doing rather than who the Lord is. This is walking in unhealth. And many of the times this hurry, this busyness and this walking empty around, we're just like trying to survive the day when the Lord had this beautiful garden for us as believers to walk in called Eden. Let's move on to the next story. Nehemiah does a great job of summarizing this. And I'm actually going to paraphrase even Nehemiah. <laughs> but if you want, this is a story of the Israelites. And, and it's in Exodus. It's also, as you see this, it's in Nehemiah 9, 9 through 22, if you're taking notes. This is a summary of what the Israelites did. Now, now here's the thing. Because in stop, we, we stop working. We stop thinking about working. We stop worrying. Okay, so, and, and it's this trust thing. I'm going to get into that list here in a minute and expand on that. But it's this trust thing to where we're trusting the Lord, we're trusting the process, and we know that, that even our six days of effort is going to be more fruitful with Him in it than seven of my own. Same principle of tithing. 100% of my money and me taking charge of it is going to go way less and way less fruitful than His 90 if I give Him 10. So, so here's this thing. It's this principle of trust. So we get to the Israelites. Now, now they, and, and I know Matt has shared some of this, and, and I know Steve and all these things. They're, they're, they're in Egypt, right? They're in slavery. The Lord has these promises over the Israelites that they'll, that they'll go and that they'll accomplish and, and, and take over the promised land. It's promised for them. And on this journey, it's this crazy thing. I mean, he parts the Red Sea. He kills his enemies. Manna, bread cake. Donuts are falling from heaven every day. And on the sixth day, double would fall so they could gather enough and not have to work on Sabbath. Birds, meat, right? Water is literally flowing from rocks. And all of a sudden, they are whining and they are worrying. They're still worrying about where their food's going to come from. They're not stopping and resting and delighting and worshiping the Lord and trusting Him in the process. They're taking things into their own hands, just like Adam and Eve, and they're whining. And they're like, man, if we just go back to slavery, we know where our meal's coming from. If we go back to when we were comfortable, we're going to know what's going to happen. We know what will happen. We, we do this, we get this. We are so performance-driven church. You were never called human doings. You were called human beings. You get to be still and know he's God. And from that rest, you get to go because of his love and his empowerment and his grace and his mercy. And your cup gets to overflow because he's exponentially multiplying everything inside of you because you've surrendered your life to him. So they start to whine and cry. Eventually, they go back to slavery. Now, let me just give you this picture. You know going uh, from where they were to the promised land was going to take about 12 days. 11 to 12 day journey is all that it was. It was still a journey, but 11 to 12 days. How long were they there? 40 years. 40 years. 
doing things on my own, not stopping, not delighting, not trusting the Lord, not worshiping, not, not resting, not, not putting him first and walk and surrender takes 40 years versus, okay, Lord, it's yours, 12 days. Doing more with less. Stop, take it in. In this moment this morning, my heart melted. And I don't deserve it. I, I, I flash back, and I'm not talking about this moment or this church or the amount of people here. I don't, we don't take attendance. I don't care about that stuff. As Corey said, we don't do programs here. You know, 16 years ago, I was a sinner, depressed, suicidal, a, an adulterer, lustful, a drunkard, all these things, right? Addicted to myself. But Jesus set me free. And I'm in this moment. <laughs> with this beautiful family here singing in harmony I exalt thee why because I have a glimpse of where I came from and where he's taken me from where I am but also where I'm going it's this beautiful moment that in that moment we stopped we didn't care how long it was taking we didn't care what happened next. As you saw, the, the people, they just, they flowed, and Lydia would sing, Cheryl would sing. All of a sudden, it'd it, it, it go up, it go down. Why? Because we're just stopping, and we're asking, and I'm sure in their hearts, Lord, what do you want right now? What will please your heart right now? But you know, it didn't start there. You know, it started in prayer closets. It started this morning at around 7 or 7.30 a.m. when that band got here and started to pray and lean their hearts to the Father. It started last week or a month ago when Lydia's putting out the set list and, and leaning hearts to the Father, say, what will please you? That's a life abandoned for him and not for me. Let me finish this, and then we'll get to the list here. Resting and stopping isn't worrying. The Israelites began to worry. It took them, it took them over. Matthew 6, 33 and through 34 says this, Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. Then it goes to verse 34. Don't worry about tomorrow, because tomorrow will worry about its own. Like, we get so focused, like, well, how many... I'm not going to ask you that. Many of you have already, during this service, and during my longer message than I wanted to do in this moment, have said, I got this meeting tomorrow, I got this, I got it. You may be even sending yourself notes. I do that. One of the things I do on Sabbath, the first thing I do in the morning is, is I have alone time with the Lord, I have communion, I, have, I make really good coffee. I love really good coffee. I make good coffee. I'm trying different things. I'm trying different grams to ounces of water. I'm like, okay, well, I'm perfecting this, this pour-over coffee. All right? How many would appreciate that? Bless you. You are saved and set free, and you love coffee. Good. Good coffee. And, man, that Folgers is amazing. I'm just messing with you. Jared? Just messing with you. No, no offense to anybody who drinks Folgers. Anyway, and then what I do is I make a list because if I don't, I start thinking about things. I start, and I have to put it to rest. I have to stop it. So I text myself everything I'm going to do the next day or the next week. And then I'm done. I put it away. I do my communion worship, read my Bible, and then all of a sudden, all hell breaks loose when the kids wake up. I'm just kidding. It's usually a delight. Not yesterday, but it usually is. All right, moving on. Practical things. I'm sorry. I got I to gotta move here. 
stop. All right, here's the things we're going to stop. Here's the things that we're focused on when we're, when we're pressing into this, okay? And a lot of this is, is pulled from uh, the red book on here, the, Relu- the Ruthless Elimination of Hurry by John Mark Comer, okay? But this is my list. Stop working. Self-explanatory. Stop working. On Sabbath, you have the permission to stop working, to stop thinking about working. Don't even think about work. Stop worrying, Okay, just, just stop worrying. If you worry when you rest, it's not rest. Okay, rest is as much not working as it isn't worrying. Chris Vallotton preached this amazing message several years ago, like nine years ago on Sabbath. You should look it up. It's good. He just re-released it. And stop watching the news that causes you to worry. You can watch the news six other days, okay? Stop watching the news. Don't watch it on Sabbath for, God, for, for Pete's sake. Like, for God's sake. Literally. The only good news right now is what's happening in Asbury. That's hitting all the news. It's amazing. There's a big groups of you that went this week. More, Lord. So, so anyway, just stop, okay? Stop busyness. Stop filling your time. We, the first few hours of Sabbath and even the first few days of a vacation, we have to detox ourselves because we are so addicted and we have been so ingrained on busyness and hurry and, and just filling our time. Stop it. Stop distraction. This is going to hit hard me included. Stop social media or other meaningless time wasters. It causes you to compare. It disengages you from stopping, resting, delighting, and worshiping. It, it disengages you from your family. It disengages you from peace. And you're either comparing, worrying, or whatever else is out there. Stop the phone. Put it aside. To have some intentional time with the Lord and and friends or significant others or if you have family family your kids they need your time and this is competing with you and and for those of us who are over 40 there is a do not disturb function on this i work at a fire department i still have emergencies and i'm 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 required to still respond when needed if i program things in my favorites and i go to do not disturb all my favorites still ring in and text me if it's not on my favorites which some of you aren't some of you are. Nicole, you made my favorites. Congratulations. You win. Number one favorite, my hot wife and girls. That's what it says. Anyway, stop the phone. Stop the crap from the outside world that doesn't bring you substance in life. Okay, next. Are they up here? Oh, cool. Okay, stop isolation. Okay, let me, let me just tell you this. Sabbath is meant to be done in community once you're healthy for that. Just like the kingdom is meant to be done in family and and, in relationship. You are not meant to go this road alone. The government of heaven, the eternity of heaven is family. It's a whole different message. All right, stop discontentment. Now, this is is one that's a little um, closer to Nicole's heart than mine. But Sabbath is not the day for shopping therapy. Stop shopping. Hmm. Because you're going to fill your needs and your wants and your desires with stuff rather than him. Challenge you on that one. I'm bad. Because I'll start thinking about, well, if I forget to hit that on Amazon, then I'm going to not, I'm not going to do it. I'll just put it in the cart for now. And then I'm like, well, this one's just like it. Similar items. People also bought this. It's, 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 it, Amazon is equivalent to social media for me. I just start going down the train. All right. And um, stop anything that doesn't bring you or Jesus life. And we ask this question, does this bring us life? Does it bring Jesus life? 
The example of working out, running, those, those things, right? If it brings you life. We, we went on a walk yesterday. Some of the girls wanted to work out. Some of them didn't. So we put on a little workout in our barn, and we allowed the ones that wanted to to do so. I had fun coaching and drinking coffee while they worked out. I did not work out. But they had fun. It, so we're asking these things. As we stop, rest, delight, worship, as we take Sabbath, when we can, we, and let me just say it was so refreshing. We had three weeks of busyness, three weekends straight of just grinding. And yesterday, we didn't leave the house one time, I don't think. We walked our property. I made good coffee. It was amazing. All right, that's all I got. So here's what I want to do. Um, man, I made up some time there. Okay, here's what I want to do. I want you guys to partner up. And I want you, we have got three weeks into this now. And what I had a vision for is just discussing where are your stumbling blocks on Sabbath? What are you struggling with? What, why wouldn't you do it? Or where are you having a hard time in finding rest? Okay, where are the most challenging things for you to stop? I'm just going to be honest with you. Those reels, they get me. I don't know what else to do on the toilet these days. I'm just like, I got to stop this stuff. So, so anyway, like, where is your stumbling block? Mine, mine kind of is social media because I'm like, what's going on? What's Asbury? Somebody sends me a text, and I'm like, because I don't have this down. Because I'm like, well, you know, somebody important might call. There might be an emergency. Those are some of my stumbling blocks. So discuss this, and uh, we're going to ask the band to come. We're going to give you some discussion time, and then we're going to um, go ahead and seal the deal with some prayer and get you out of here. So find, find a small group. Find somebody around. Nobody is alone. Maybe, maybe it's the opposite for you. Like, you can't do this because you can't be intentional enough with your time or schedule or like, man, I can't even think beyond just sleeping. That's fine. Talk about it. If you're watching online, just, just maybe put in the comments. Where do you struggle stopping, trusting the Lord, slowing down, resting, taking this time, that strategic time set apart? to reset and refresh. Two more minutes, two more minutes.
one more minute. favors and in the coming weeks I, I feel we're going to continue to get full I think we're going to continue to grow in number um, so if you could do us a favor our parking lot is full some of us are parking in the grass well some of you are parking in the grass I didn't today um, if you can avoid driving multiple cars as a family do so the best that you can if you can carpool that would help out um, on rainy, softer days, that, that grass gets a little soggy and we don't want anybody to get stuck. Here's the other thing. Please don't save seats um, unless people are actively here. If you're here, you can save a seat, go out, get coffee, do those things. Also, scooch in. Don't, don't let your coat or Bible take up its own seat, okay? We're going to need as much space as possible. Youth, we may eventually move you to the floor, and that's okay. We're going to, if you see it's full, come to the floor, offer your seats up for others. Um, these are just a couple logistical things. How many want a move of, of the Lord? Here's the last thing we're going to ask. Corey was talking about hunger. Come each week expectant what the Lord is going to do with expectation and urgency. I'm telling you, the heavens are opening up. It's really sweet. It's really good. There's a wind of refreshing right now. There's a wind of the Holy Spirit. There's a fresh oil here. And uh, man, invite people in on it. We need people to experience an encounter with the Lord. They need an encounter with his love, with Jesus himself. All right, this is the answer to the issues around you. It's the answer to our nation. This is the answer, and he is really, really good. Now, how we'd like you to end is I'm not going to pray for you. You're going to pray for each other that was in the group. You're dismissed. We love you. Uh, gather around each other. Encourage one another. Pray. We are going to ask our prayer teams to come in a moment. If you need a word, a prophetic word, healing, salvation, they're going to lead you through that. Bless you guys. Have a great day.